0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Link, a weekly podcast where we help you uncover all those roots and missing pieces to your best healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Sherwood, and today we got the distinct privilege to. Be joined by Sarah Bowling, and I'll read you her bio in just a moment. Um Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We're so grateful that you could you would be on with us. man. I'm blessed to have you today. Thank you.
1: Mark, thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate this wonderful opportunity. Thank you. So I was
0: going through your your bio, and I was struck with all this stuff you you do. You're a teacher, international speaker, author, pastor, humanitarian, and truly, as your bio says, you have poured your life into other people, and, and truly, you're a servant's heart with that. You've written 11 books. Um, people would be uh, familiar, certainly, with um, with Marilyn Hickey, that is your mom. Uh, she's been doing this a long, long time, and so I think everyone listen to you will see where um, uh, Sarah's roots are, and it'll, it'll reflect very well. I was looking through here, and you're a graduate in a BA in German from ORU. That brings back uh, memories here in Tulsa with us. Um, a Master of Arts in Modern History from the University of Missouri, an education in both Hebrew and Greek. So we're talking about a biblical scholar that is absolutely Holy Spirit-led today, friends, and I'm so excited. Um, Sarah and her husband, Reese, have three children, lead pastors of Encounter Church and Centennial colorado one of the most beautiful places on planet earth uh her resources are immense so we'll invite you later on to visit our website i was looking through there and i was thinking which do i want to buy and start first with it was a lot of booklets books cds and dvds so amazing so let's begin sarah uh, what was it that drove you into writing books and you know becoming a speaker etc cetera, etc cetera?
1: sure i think it's interesting because um you know, growing up as a pastor's kid, you know, I think people, you know, they have these ideas of what you should do, and everybody's got ideas, you know, and that's true no matter for a pastor's kid or anybody grown up. People give you thoughts and projections, you know, you should do this or whatever. And I think all good intentions, and they want you to kind of just, you know, do what they think is mm-hmm. a good idea. But I think for myself, I think it's been a little bit of a journey exploring and finding out kind of what, how has God designed me? What's Mm -hmm. unique in me and agreeing with that, not just accommodating other people's perspectives, but what's inside of me. What did God put in me? You know, it says it in Psalms 139, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. And I think our life is, it explores that design, you know, how has God made me and, and some of that discovery process is really fun. And some of it's kind of painful, you know, cause you figure mm. out I'm made this way, but I'm not made that way. And so sometimes I think when we're, when we learn how we're not made, we have to be comfortable with that and accept that as well as celebrating how we are made. And so to that end, I think I, when I started writing, I found I loved it. I mean, it felt very natural to me, um, mm. which was an interesting, it was unexpected to me. And so I love that. Um, And, you know, the other stuff, I think I also found out in my early 20s, I started teaching high school and junior high, and I found out that I love to teach. (laughs) That was so much fun. And so I think you just kind of, you stumble into it a little bit, but it's like this, God's put stuff in each one of us. And I think life is discovering, exploring, taking that adventure to find out what, what is that? Who am I? And how does that play out with God? It's really fun, actually.
0: I love that. And so what you're saying is that until we find out who we are in God, who he's made us to be, and allow him to work us through us in fruition like
1: that, we're probably not maybe fulfilling all we could be for his purpose. Is that right? That's true. That's true. And I think that's true in terms of health as well, because I think each one of us is uniquely made physically, um, emotionally, mentally. And, you know, and unique spirit as well inside of us. And so I think learning those distinctions and accommodating those, celebrating those and not discourage, like, you know, you have people that are, have like a body structure that's made for weightlifting, That's right. but you have some people who have a body structure that's more made for maybe long distance running. And like my husband, I love him dearly. However, he's more got a body structure for weightlifting, mm-hmm. but he tried to do marathons and he did one. He did a marathon mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, that's, a, that's an achievement. <laughs> that's impressive. It yeah. is, it is. But at the same time, I think you have to appreciate the design. It's a divine design mm-hmm. and let's, let's, let's go with that. Let's go with that divine design and not try to be somebody that we're not.
0: I love that because we we do a ton of genetics here and I just had people in my office today believe it or not that we were talking about just what you said Sarah about some people are made they can walk by a gym and put on muscle and some people can walk by a pair of tennis shoes and become a distance runner it's it's fascinating and if we could just fulfill what we're supposed to do and be who we're supposed to be life becomes much better you mentioned something about health and I kind of want to get your thoughts on this you know America's health is being tested right now. At the time of this recording, we're actually in the middle of this um, pandemic as is labeled with this COVID-19. So wh- what is your take or opinion, if you will, or observation on the state of America's health right now?
1: Wow, that's a loaded question, It is right? Both
0: <laughs> barrels loaded go straight <laughs> for it. There you go.
1: Yeah, now do you kind of avoid the landmines with that. So I
0: think you just you tread around those landmines and go for it. And people people want to hear um influencers' positions because we are very cognizant about not um not judging other people. We love their opinions, right? So if it doesn't agree, that's okay. People need to learn to listen more and you know and really hear better, I would say.
1: Sure. Um I think it's interesting in America, um, and part of my part of my perspective. It's it's a little bit weird because I also travel. Yeah. And I do a lot of humanitarian work in developing countries. And so some of my point of view is gonna be a little bit of an outlier to a classic American point of view. Because yeah. part of my point of view is we're in this COVID pandemic, COVID 19, and it's very concerning. And I would never minimize that or say make it irrelevant. It's it's very concerning. But I also I work in countries that have Ebola. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Ebola, Ebola is mm-hmm. 60 to 80% fatal. Even when they vaccinate people. Now and say that one more time, because I think
0: and we've traveled a lot and, and of course I had no idea you were gonna answer like that, but I, I do concur, folks, that those facts are true. So state those one more time. I want people to hear that twice.
1: Yeah. So Ebola is a very significant disease. And it's between 60, it's around 60, potentially up to 80% fatal. So that means anywhere from, and you can make, you can tweak the statistics a little bit, depending on vaccines and that kind of health access, all those things. But no less than half, five out of 10 people who contract Ebola die. Mm. And they die within seven to 10 days. And it's a brutal, gruesome, gory death they bleed out of every orifice in their body and when you do an autopsy on them they can't find they can't find the organs because everything's turned into and it's gross gelatinous bloody mess because the disease attacks and breaks down all the cellular walls so you just bleed to death in essence internally and externally and so i mean that's 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 really concerning and it's super contagious when you watch the doctors that, that treat and the nurses, healthcare professionals that treat in these in these developing countries, they wear booties and they walk through chlorine to go into the Ebola wards and to leave the, I mean, it is hugely contagious and massively serious and it's deadly, it's deadly. So I, I know all of that and that's, that's, we don't have that in America, we don't. And thank God we have access to healthcare yeah. that's very sophisticated. And I, uh, there's a lot of conversation that could go into our healthcare system, and that's another long conversation, right? But yeah. I think the state of our American health, I think part of it is in our minds. We need to have healthy mindsets. Mm-hmm. We need to be conscientious that fear is, is dominating our decisions and our outlooks. I think we need to be prudent in terms of our exercise, <laughs> our water intake, some of those basic things, our sleep you know how much screen time we have i think these are all things where we're responsible and and be conscientious about the decisions that we're making and and making best decisions for our our health mentally and also physically and the way we interact with people so it's an interesting world that we live in right now um and and being conscientious about you know not infecting people not getting infected i think these are all good things to think about and be aware of and be mindful of at the same time, I think it's super important to do some of those basic fundamental things, exercise regularly, drink water regularly, you know, be conscientious of what you're eating and moderation. I mean, all those things. I think some of that's a little bit, we miss sometimes some of those basics things that, that if we build those routines into our life, we'll find ourselves living a, a healthier life and lifestyle. Sarah,
0: what would you say, I mean, you have a unique experience, and I I really appreciate your perspective on it. I know other people that are listening do. Based upon your experience, based upon your observation, what's your position on this sort of climate of fear? I mean, from your perspective, talk about that.
1: Yeah, I think fear is interesting. I think fear is contagious, actually. And I say that because, you know, back in Judges chapter 6, God was speaking to Gideon. And he spoke to Gideon and said, if anybody's afraid, Gideon had collected like 20,000 men to go and fight, you know, to the enemy and all this. And God said to him, you got too many men. So whoever's afraid, tell them to go home. And two-thirds of the people left. Two-thirds of the guys who came out who were going to fight, they left because they were afraid. And I think that's really important because if you get in a battle and you're with people who are afraid, that fear i I would propose is contagious so if you if you're around people who are fearful, if you're fearful if you're i think that those things we have to be aware at the minimum be aware and I think there's a place where fear is good, the fear of the Lord talks about in proverbs all over the place. But at the same time it says in a, either first or second Timothy God has not given us a spirit of fear so, but of power love and a sound mind. And so I think we have to be careful and not let fear dominate our decisions. Um, and trust God. Sarah, what would
0: you say? I mean uh, cuz I mean I know today and this is a good idea to discuss we're we're hearing things, we're seeing things, we're reading things. That sort of are perpetuating, and I don't think people would argue with this statement: perpetuate fear more than perpetuates hope. What's that doing to the psyche, based upon a spiritual standpoint? You mentioned something very key about fear being contagious. What's that doing to us?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important to think about what we're absorbing. What are we listening to? What are we watching? What are we feeding ourselves in terms of news content? In terms of quantity? It was interesting back in April, um, you know, when we were all the country was doing this major lockdown stuff. And for a little bit there, I was, you know, very dialed into the news mm-hmm. and I was doing updates, you know, like frequently every couple of hours, I was watching, watching, watching and checking my phone and looking at the numbers and all that stuff. And I, uh, after two weeks of doing that or so, I found myself just in this kind of anxious, panicky, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I, and and I had this like epiphany, hey, Sarah, maybe it's related to how much of this you're absorbing and you're letting yourself intake, how much you're going back to this content again and again and again. And, and it was interesting to me because I decided, okay, let's take a pause on that and we'll check once a day. I'll check numbers once a day, but I'm not going to do, you know, the, the frequency of it that I was. And over the course of the next week, my level of anxiety, panic, and stress decreased.
0: Does that um, fill the mind with stuff? I mean, I've talked about the mind being full of something all the time. So you're talking about a situation where we're we're dealing with a constant input. Rather than that, what are you filling your mind with?
1: Yeah, and it says it in Romans 8, the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on Holy Spirit is life and peace. And so when I find myself lacking life and peace, then I have to think, uh, what, have I been, what have I been looking at, focusing on? What have I been filling my mind with? Because I probably need to make some adjustments. Mm-hmm. If I'm lacking peace, if I'm lacking life, then let's, let's evaluate what I'm putting in. Because the input equals the output.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. We've said it here. You know, what you, what you eat... What you see, what you read, what you hear becomes who you are. And it really, really does. Now, with that said, so we talked about people that are, um, you know, that need to avoid the input. What are you going to put into your body? What does Sarah Bowling put into your body in these
1: times? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's very similar probably with like physical health, you know, eating fruits, vegetables, healthy, clean proteins Um, as well as exercise. I find when I exercise, it doesn't have to be rigorous, like way two hour thing or whatever. During the lockdown, I took a walk every day for around 30, 45 minutes every day. Super helpful. Like my mind was in a better place from doing that. So I think just like for your body, we think about what goes in as well as the exercise. But I think as well, we need to think about that in terms of spiritual food. Yes. Are we feeding ourselves the Bible? Are we giving our our mind time to settle into God, to listen to God, to pay attention to God? Are we giving ourselves spiritual food and not just being attentive to our natural body, our physical body, but being aware that also what goes into my heart and into my mind also plays into the way I see the world and the way I interact. And so I think it's really important to feed yourself the Bible. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's legit because you it's, bet. it's food for your heart, food for your soul. And I think it's very, very constructive. If all I do is watch social media
0: <laughs> Please, you know, no. some, <laughs> yeah, or
1: TV or Netflix, yeah. and I, I like all that, but if I don't give some Bible time and some God time on a daily level to me, I find I'm, I'm not healthy. Interesting. And, I, and I'll go in an
0: area that's, I just thought of, that's kind of cool because you mentioned going for the walk. I, I'm going to presume that while you're going to the walk, you're probably just kind of clearing your mind out. And you're listening to voices around you. And you're listening to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you. Do you find that if we would speak less and listen more, we would find more peace?
1: So it's interesting. And and I the rhetorical answer would be yes. But just to be honest, Mark, yeah. A lot of times when I would walk, and I found this to be true pretty much across the board. When I take a walk, I head out the door, and the first 10, 15 minutes or so is like I'm just giving God an earful. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I, I love and it. it's, it's the fire hydrant. Yeah. But once I seem to kind of work through all of that, then I feel like Holy Spirit begins to talk with me. And then this seems a lot more conversational a lot more dialogue. And then I also find, and there were some really powerful moments on those walks Mm -hmm. where Holy Spirit completely talked with me and said, hey, Sarah, I'm going to talk to you about this situation. I'm going to talk about this thought in your mind. I'm going to talk to you about some of the interactions with your family. I'm going to talk to you about, I'm going to help you have some, some strength on the inside, courage and hope. And so I found I found that it was very interactive. Mm -hmm. And and my intimacy with God grew because of that interactive nature. It wasn't just one-sided, all me listening or all me talking. It was Mm -hmm. very, very conversational. And it was phenomenal. Really, really rich season time experience. Did you find peace in that? Oh, massively. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm out.
0: (laughs) In that note. Um, you know, there are people listening, of course, that um, you know that may know exactly what you're talking about. You know, that peace we find in God through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, but there's people that maybe don't know that. How how would you explain that to someone who's going, wait a minute, come on, that's weird. What are you talking about? How would you explain that to them?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times it's hard for s- some individuals who are very concrete. You know, they, they're very... Like what I see is what I get. They're very, you know, logical as well. And very like everything in the mind, if I can't think it or prove it, I don't believe it. Um, So I think that's a struggle. That's a real struggle, um, particularly for individuals who are kind of wired that way. At the same time, I would also say that's how God wired you. And God knows the best ways to communicate and interact with you. And God does want to communicate and interact with each person, no matter who is listening. And the reason why God wants to interact with us is because God is love.
0: Mm. That's so good because it kind of goes back to what you said at first. We need to understand that we are made unique by the hand of God. And that uniqueness of him gives a unique way for him to communicate with just you and me. Would that be
1: accurate? Yeah, totally accurate. And when you look at the way God communicates, has conversations with different people in the Bible, it's it's unique to them. So like this morning, I read about Moses in the burning bush in Exodus chapter three. And that was a very unique conversation God had with Moses because he talked with Moses in a way that Moses would pay attention. And the same way with Adam. You know, when Adam screwed up and ate the forbidden fruit, you watch the way God talked with Adam. God didn't shame him. He didn't condemn him. He's like, what a loser of everything I told you to do. You can't get this right. He, God didn't do any of that. He said, Adam, where are you? Not how could you do that? How could you be such a screw up? He wanted to know where are you? God knows where Adam is. But he, the point of it is quit hiding. Quit hiding in your failure. Quit hiding in your shortfall and come to God because God's not condemning. He's not shaming he embraces you and says i'm here to help you i'm not here mm-hmm. to judge you and to ostracize you or or belittle you or you know whatever god's god is fundamentally god is love and so god wants what's the best for us wants to interact with us and comes to us from a posture of love not a posture of shame or or judgment or criticism none of that mm-hmm. god's posture is always come to me i love you <laughs>
0: I find that fascinating because a lot of people out there, we've all heard this and been around the block so many times, you know, people would say perhaps, well, if God is love, why does he let all this stuff happen in the world? Why does he let the pandemic happen? Why does he let people uh,
1: physically die by accidents? How would you respond to that? I know that's a tough question. That's a totally tough question. And I think I don't have all, I don't have the answers for it. All of it. I don't. I do know part of what happens with love is free will. And God has given us free will. That is part of what love is. If there's no free will, if we're all robots, that's not genuine love. Genuine love gives a choice, gives us free will, gives us room to be ourselves and to participate and to say no. And so I think, some of what happens is because we have free will and god chooses because god's love to respect the free will so I, don't, I think some of it relates to that some of the accidents i have a friend of mine who lost their little girl when she was 2 years old and to this day i don't understand that and I, and i have that question and i ask god i don't i don't, i don't get that i don't understand why if you're loving, which I believe you are, why did that go down like that? That didn't seem, feel, that whole thing didn't was not loving. I don't get it. And so I don't understand everything. And I wish I had answers, but I don't.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: it's a timeless question. I think it's a good question. Yeah. But I think ultimately, as an individual, we come to God and we say, okay, I recognize you are loving. You are love. I don't understand it all, but I'm still going to believe and trust that you are loving and you have good intentions and your loving kindness never fails, never ceases.
0: I appreciate how you answered that because, you know, I too have experienced things I didn't understand. And I think to hear, you know, people hear me all the time, but to hear you say the same thing, I I don't know. You know, that's such a powerful thing right there. And, And even as a parent, which we are, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know why things happen to my kids the way they do at some point. But that's a very honest answer. And I think that that tells our audience a very cool story that, you know, we're not going to have all the answers. God does. And maybe we won't know this side of heaven, but we will at some point. But the good news about it, when we're not in these physical bodies anymore, I, I guess, Sarah, we would in turn not feel any tears or sorrow at that point because we would know why. And it would turn out to be... Uh, a glorious part of God's design, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know. We, and Paul talks about it. We see dimly. We don't, we don't know things we know in part, we don't know the whole thing. We don't know, start to finish. We're in the middle. So perspective and understanding and, and, and I think that's, that's, I hate it, but it's also part of what faith faith is.
0: Boy, our faith's being tested right now with all this stuff, you know, of course. And, um, You know, I think we've talked about this, and I want to definitely get your take on this. You know, when we, and you kind of answered it, and I'll let you kind of phrase it in the way you want. Um, We've talked about the status of, of health and all that stuff. What do you feel, perhaps, you know, kind of thematically around this broadcast, is healthcare's missing link or links? Where are we missing something? What are we missing here?
1: I think sometimes, I think healthcare sometimes tends to drill down On the body, but neglect some of the more holistic thoughts, emotions, and spiritual inputs. Um, I think sometimes we can emphasize, but I think it goes the other way too. I think we can be so spiritually minded, we're no earthly good. We can be so (laughs) earthly minded, we're not spiritually good. I think we can be so physically dialed into our bodies that we miss some of the spiritual inputs, some of the emotional inputs. And I think we have to look at kind of the holistic Mm -hmm. thing, picture, not just one piece, like more than anything. So if I had to say a missing link, I would say like that holistic perspective and thinking about, you know, body, soul, spirit, that's the Greek mentality. It's different than a Hebrew mentality, but I think there's, there's much to be said on, on a holistic look, and not just obsessing on one particular area.
0: I love that because obviously we 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 practice that way here. Of course, as everyone listening knows, mind, body, spirit. I mean, I'm gonna never neglect the great physician because he's the CEO of our mm-hmm. lives, and he knows what we need. Um, you know, you, need, you You do a lot of things. What what's your next project? What else are you working on? I mean, more books, more DVD's, more teaching. What?
1: Yeah. So the thing I'm just finishing now is called a relationship guide with Holy Spirit. Wow. Yeah, when will that be it. out? Yeah, that's a great question because I just just finished the writing of it um just a couple days ago. So hopefully within the next by the end of this year, early 2021, um somewhere in that time frame, that'll be out. And it's really I like it because it talks to us, helps us work through Holy Spirit doesn't have a physical body, right? So how do you do a relationship with someone who's not <laughs> you can't see, <laughs> smell, hear, touch. I mean, how do you do that? And and then recognizing all of us do relationships in unique ways. The way you do relationships, Mark, is different than how I do it. So how do you do how do you facilitate, how do you coach people and walk them through this making a greater connection with Holy Spirit? So I'm really excited about it, but I was also massively intimidated by it as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm excited about that. I can't wait to to get my hands on that because that's that's a unique. I'm sure that was a, a wonderful um, experience putting it together. And congratulations on just finishing it, by the way. How, how do people get a hold of you and get in touch with that and stay connected to with you, Sarah?
1: Sure, lots of ways. Um, my nonprofit, my humanitarian. Um, organization called Saving Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you can do savingmoses.org. You can find that lots of great things going on there. And then I have like some of the Sarah teaching stuff, you know, obviously do all the social media. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. And of course, website Sarah Bowling, I think it's Sarah Bowling.org or you could do living love.org. That's my website, which I really, that's where we get a lot of the meat, meat and potatoes. So, Lots of ways to connect, lots of ways to stay in touch with people and interact. So, thank you, Mark. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. And we'll make sure, uh, folks, to have these things uh, put in the feed somewhere so you can click on it with one touch and connect with a wonderful human being here that I'm just pleasure uh, to get to know. This side of heaven, so it's awesome. Uh, Sarah, what would you say as someone like, uh, you know, words of encouragement you'd like to share right now? I mean, you know, the people out there that need to hear something what's the word for them?
1: You know, I'd say finished, And I think like Ephesians three sixteen talks about Holy Spirit making us strong on the inside. And I think that is so essential um, because I think there's so much pressure on the outside. If we don't have Holy Spirit making us strong on the inside, we can get crushed by all the stress and the pressure and the demands and the fear and the uncertainty. And I think When we say yes to Holy Spirit, strengthening us inside, um, that makes us big, strong hulk on the inside so that we're not consumed by everything on the outside. So that's what I would say to finish.
0: That is so good, folks, you heard it. When the pressure's on, on the outside, creating that, 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 that pressurization in our body. What is inside of us, or better said, who is inside of us will come out. Um, Sarah, thank you. I really appreciate you joining us today and uh, what a what a great teaching, I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Mark, I totally love the honor. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Well, you're welcome. So folks, thank you for joining me today. Um, it's been a pleasure. If there's one thing I'd ask you to do as always, subscribe so you can know what's coming next down the, the pike and uh, you worked hard to obtain health, And we really believe in that holistic health and don't get sidetracked, don't lose your way to lose what you worked so hard to give and what God's given you. So join us every week on Healthcare's Missing Link. We'll see you next week.